the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. Bridgeway Community Church. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Tough Topic Tuesday. You ready to talk to me? Give me a call and let's go. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me. Your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone watching me on uh, my socials, thanks a lot for tuning in. My social address is at Anderson Speaks there in, uh, on Facebook as well as on YouTube, so feel free to tune in there. Anything you want to talk to me about with regard to today's topic, feel free to give me a call. Here's the topic. Are you ready? Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. What's the difference? Why the distinction in your opinion? Is it the same thing? I'd love to hear from you. Or is it different? Black lives matter. Isn't it true that all lives matter? So let's talk about that. And you know my show, right? I have a conversation. I throw it out there. And I invite you all to the table, regardless of where you come from and what your background is, what your perspective is. And we like to have a conversation. Why? Because I believe that's how we're challenged. That's how we're pushed. That's how we're stretched. That's how we learn. Come on, who wants an echo chamber where everybody just says the same thing that you already agree with? It's almost like a waste of time. Uh, You already believe it, and now you have a choir behind you saying amen. Well, that's the same thing. How about we stretch you? How about we push you? How about you push me a little bit? It makes me better. I learn more, and I respect you no matter what. And that's the key, right? Let's make sure we respect one another as we grow in all these different topics. Okay, so there you have my introduction. I'm going to give you the phone number. I'm going to open in prayer, and then I'm taking your phone calls. I want to hear from my listeners. Whether you're black or white, Asian, Hispanic, mixed, uh, it doesn't matter. Whether you're younger or older, you are welcome to call me. Here's the number, 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. All right, it's Tough Topic Tuesday. Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter? What's the distinction? What's the difference? Or is it the same? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the God who's created all of us fearfully and wonderfully. And we just pray, God, that you give us understanding as we seek uh, to step into this tough topic. Uh, Give us your wisdom along the way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 
a couple other ways you can get a hold of me. You can always go to andersonspeaks.com. That's andersonspeaks.com. Or go to my favorite website, embracegracism.com. Let me know that you want to be a gracist as well. All right, let me give you my number, and then let's kick it off in Fort Washington, Maryland. Here's my number, 888-432-7434. That's 888-432-7434. Or just remember the word bridge, 888-43-BRIDGE. Black lives matter. All lives matter. Is there a difference? What's the distinction? Or is it the same in your mind, in your opinion? All right, let's kick it off. We're going to Tracy. Tracy is in Fort Washington, Maryland. Hi, Tracy. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you today? Hi, Dr. Anderson. I'm doing fine. And how about you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. I'm so glad you called me. What are you thinking from Fort Washington today? You know, all this going on, Black Lives Matter, all you hear and see in different cities, I mean, it seems like black lives, you know, they're killing each other, but they got a problem when it's in the, you know, in the police hands. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and a lot of them resist arrest. And, I mean, I'm not saying that shouldn't happen, but we don't, they're doing all this protest, and there's still a lot of killing going on. Mm -hmm. And just not too long ago, Atlanta, Georgia, I mean, he resists arrest, and he almost got handcuffed. He got a wife and kids, and he broke out. And, you know, I mean, I just don't understand it. But it's in D.C., Washington, D.C., it was some shooting over there. Mm-hmm. It was like wild, wild west. Why all, and I'm just, I, I just, it just it just really upsets me mm-hmm. that, you know, this, this, this police can kill us, kill the blacks. But when the black people kill, you know, each other, it's, it's okay. It's no big thing. And. I mean, it's just not, you know, getting better for that part. Right. I mean, I'm just real, I'm just, just kind of, you know, discouraged with that. And I just don't understand it. Why are they, you know, doing this when black people still killing each other, shooting each other down in the street? Right. You know, it's crazy. It's just crazy. So I'm going to leave it, I'm going to leave it, I'm going to leave it, I'm going to leave it like that. And if you could give me some answer, what's the difference? Okay. Well, let's. Like, they're not scared of death out here. Right, right. You know, well, and it's just. I can give you I can give you a little two cents on the difference. Um, first, before I do that, can I ask you? So, what do you think about the Atlanta case? I mean, that is a little bit more complicated. What What do you think about that one? I think it was crazy, and he was resisting arrest. All he had to do was just, you know, the post, you know, let the police, you know, take him in, book him, and go in. But the police had the handcuffs on him, and he was just about handcuffed. And then when he was going handcuffed the second time. That's where, Why did he do that? But did you know what? You know, just, but let me say this, Tracy. As a black man, it's kind of scary because you're not quite sure. So do you submit uh, and, and let this guy, like my parents, you know, we, we were always taught that never run from the police, right? Don't fight them back. Right, right. Okay. Right, but right. then in this environment where you have a knee on George uh, Floyd's neck or you have Ahmaud Aubrey being shot down as he's running or you have a man eating ice cream in Dallas, he gets shot. Or you have a woman, Breonna Taylor, she's in her house, she gets shot. These unarmed people are getting shot. So then what are you supposed to do uh, if you get pulled over by some white police officers? If you're a black male like myself, you're taking matters into your own hands, it seems like. You submit, you might die. You run, you might die. 
Either way, you just might die. What do you think? I'll give you the last word yeah, on this. I mean, okay, I understand that, but a lot of it comes from resisting arrest, right. not cooperating, and and they are on, you know, on substance, you know, on drugs, on drinking, and 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 you know right. that plays a big role too. And, it does, yeah. And you resist, and you well, know, he was, you know, he was asleep, right? Be innocent people. You know, he was sleep. Not majority, I'm not innocent. <laughs> you know, he was drunk and sleep though, right? Thank you. Yeah, I know he was. That's so I mean. Always who get, you know, get. I mean, he was pretty chill. They don't but he shouldn't right. have resisted arrest. Yeah, I mean, they were right. they were mad because I guess he 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 kind of beat him, you know, two to one. But he shouldn't have ran. He and was. once he once well, he ran, once he ran, it was over. You getting shot in the back. I don't over. care. I don't care who you are. But you're right. not supposed to shoot people in the back. That first of all. No, you don't. And so you to kill it was it was an unjustified right. killing. But your whole point on black. On black crime. I'm going to school you on this one when I get back on the other side. I want to know what you think. You can listen on the air, but I want you to know, I want you to stay in here because in a couple of minutes when I come back, I want to address black on black crime because I think a lot of us have that same question. If we're killing one another, why are you mad because a white man's killing you? So let me come back and let's talk about that, okay? I love the fact that you're hanging out with me. This is real talk. I told you, Stuff Topic Tuesday. Better not go anywhere. I want to know from you. I want to hear from you. I want to think with you. Come on, let's do this. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his Facebook page and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook and click like for Anderson Speaks on YouTube and subscribe. They're a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. You can also connect with Dr. Anderson and his sponsors at Andersonspeaks.com. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, YouTube, and Andersonspeaks.com. Check him out today. Have you ever driven through your neighborhood and saw that neighbors had their grass that was way too long? They had all kinds of clovers in the grass. You're wishing as you drive silently, I wish they would mow their lawn. Well, guess what? Why don't you get them a gift? <laughs> Call Laser Landscaping and let them cut the lawn for your neighbors. Go to Laser with a Z Landscaping LLC on Facebook or give them a call if you want them to beautify your lawn. 240-516-4967 for those who live in the Prince George's County and surrounding areas. Their number once again, 240-516-4967. It's Laser Landscaping or just ask for the owner, Fidel. And make sure you tell Fidel that Dr. Anderson sent you. Andrew Altman, founder of Best Buy Waterproofing. I hate to see people wait to replace the roof. I'm working on a roof right now where the wood underneath the shingles and the ceiling in the kitchen needs replacing because of roof leaks. Don't let this happen. Get a free estimate before the storms arrive. You deserve the best. Call Best Buy Waterproofing and Roofing. Best Buy Waterproofing before the water rises. 
Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How you doing? It's Tough Topic Tuesday. We're talking about Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. What's the difference? Uh, what's the distinction in your opinion? Same thing uh, or different? Love to hear from you on the topic. Before I do, I want to uh, go back to Tracy. By the way, Tracy, I really appreciate your passion and the conversation. That was really good uh, before the break. But you brought up black-on-black crime. So let me just go ahead and, and put this out there. There is no such thing as black-on-black crime. All right? Just put that out there. So w- what am I saying? Let me ask you a question. If you're in a town of a thousand white people and they shoot one another, steal from one another, and uh, and, and do all kind of crime, what do you call that? Crime. <laughs> That's right. You don't say white on white crime, right? Okay. If we're in Chinatown, Chinese people are stealing from one another, killing one another. What do we call that? Crime. Right. If we're in South Korea and people are creating crime in South Korea, do we call it Korean on Korean crime? No. So why is black on black crime the only kind of crime we talk about when dealing with the black community? You put a whole bunch of people together in uh, poor circumstances or in uh, uh, unsafe circumstances or in lower class circumstances. You put people in that situation. uh, You're going to have crime no matter what color they are. And if you'll do the studies to find out is there more white on white crime or more black on black crime, you'll be surprised to learn the truth. But here's the thing on top of it. Is it really black-on-black crime if I have crime with a black person in the city of Chicago? A, it's just called crime. But B, is the black person killing the other black person because they're black? You see, you know what? You black. I'm going to kill you because you black. You see, when we talk about, uh, <laughs> when we talk about uh, racial killings, we're talking about ra- killings of somebody from a different race because of their race, because of uh, their color, there are negative stereotypes and fears that go and biases that go with that color. So therefore, I'm going to kill you because you are white or black or gay or Hispanic, you know, whatever, whatever it is, because you're a woman. I don't like women. I'm gonna kill them. I mean, it's that sort of mentality. All right. So, uh, I, I just wanted to put that out there because I think what happens is why do you get black on black, uh, but you don't get that white on white? You know, you don't get that Hispanic on Hispanic. Okay. So it's important to think about it. It's just crime. What makes it racial and what changes everything is when you have white police officers who are killing unarmed uh, black men when they have the power of the badge and the power of the gun. Right, so there's an undue, di- a, a undue influence and dynamic. So using that authority and that power then to subjugate, all right, uh, somebody who is black uh, because they are, A, not fully human, their life doesn't, isn't fully valued, or they're afraid of them, 
The question is, would they do the same thing if the person that was pulled over was white? No, maybe they would. You tell me. How, how many unarmed white men have been shot by police officers? All right. Give me that number. Let's go find me the data of white on white crime, white police officers uh, killing white men or women who are unarmed. Can somebody go find that statistic for me? Because then it wouldn't be racial. Then you'd say, you know what? No, actually, this can't be racial. I mean, they treat white criminals the same way they treat black criminals. We know the criminal justice system doesn't do that, right? White man sniffs cocaine. Black man sniffs crack. Which one goes longer to jail? The stats are in. See? Same crime, different sentence. Okay. Stopping somebody on the side of the road. They're sleeping. They're drunk. What do you do? Now, again, I don't know. I'm not a police officer. I mean, I know a lot of them, and I have them as friends in my life. They actually protect me. I love them, and and I text them, and I have police chiefs all over the country. So, uh, you know, this is not anti-police, but it's probably a good question for all of us as we think about um, this conversation because one of the things I think we do in this conversation is we keep getting off of police brutality and getting on to other issues, and you don't want to do that. You don't want to leave, like, if we're going to talk about police brutality, let's talk about police brutality. Don't jump and say, well, what about this? And then what about that? And then we lose it, right? So I'd love to hear from you on it. I'm just putting it out there. I'm a radio talk show host. I'm a human being. I got my thoughts, but they're not all correct. And and, and I only have my own opinions, and I try to learn from other people. So school me, help me, uh, teach me, call me, 888-432-7434. All right, let's go to Jeff, who's in Annapolis, Maryland. Hi, Jeff. It's Dr. Anderson. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful, man. Thanks for calling me. And Are you going to help school me? Give me your thoughts on this. Yeah, just a couple of things. Um, first, I think God's colorblind. I just want to say that. And I also want to get your thoughts on um, when I watch a funeral um the guy doing the eulogy said that jesus was a young black man who was killed by his government i'm not i'm not understanding that i mean if you could shed some light i'll just sure take the call i'll because i'm not real sure me and my wife were like i didn't you know i'm not understanding right I love the fact that you want to learn and that you're asking the question. Thank you uh, for that. So what do you know about the crucifixion? Was 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 Jesus killed by the government? No, I mean, he was. He came and died for our sins. That was the purpose of him coming right. to. I mean, that's the whole purpose of Jesus coming to the earth. Right. That's my my belief and I agree with you, but how did he die? Who, who who did the killing? Well, Pontius Pilate, he allowed it. Okay, and was he a government official? Yeah, he was. Yep. And the people that did the uh, did the action of crucifying him was it under the the command and the order of the government? Yeah, I guess if he allowed it. Yeah, so they're Roman soldiers, right? So these are soldiers that did kill Jesus based on the government in a trial and uh, 
a, a, a bad trial, but they did kill him. So that part of the statement you'd agree with. So we got that part done. You got, he says, Jesus was a black, young black man and that he was killed by the government. So you agree that he was killed by the government for the purpose of God, yes, but by the government. You'd agree with that, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's good. Okay, good. So we got we got that one down. Now, he was 33 years old when he was crucified, so he said he was young. Would you agree with that part as well, that he was young? Or is 33 yeah. old? No, that's, I'm old. <laughs> okay, so we got two out of three ain't bad. Okay, so he was young, killed by the government. Now, he also said he was black. Now, is that the part that we're stumbling on here? Yeah, because I thought that Mary that gave birth to Jesus was Jewish. Okay. So then and we that's where. Yeah, so, that's, so we that's would where say my question is. So we, yeah. So that's where the question is centered. Was Jesus black? All right. And some people would say that he was. But let me ask you a question: Can you be Jewish and be black? It doesn't. It doesn't really specify in in the Bible. Hmm. Okay. So, does it specify it, that he was white or European? No. I mean, I've just. It just just that. All the pictures I've ever seen and everything. Maybe that's just throwing me off. There I, you go. There you, know, you that's go. Why I need. That's why I need your. You know. That's why I love that you're calling me, man. That's why I love that you're calling me. So think about that for a second. All the pictures you've seen, Jesus is a white European, right? Yeah, that's the way they look. Yeah. Now, was was Europe even a thing back in Jesus' day? No, I don't. No. <laughs> okay, so that part of the world is uh, – the, the Mediterranean, the Jordan River, Israel, Palestine, Egypt, um, Ethiopia, all of those places now geographically, if we were to go over there today, what color do you think those people would be? You think they would be more brown or more white? Would they be more Norwegian looking or would they be more Hispanic, Arab or darker? I guess I'm. I have no idea. I guess maybe Arab or mm -hmm. like I honestly don't know. That's why I'm asking. I you. love it. So let me just tell maybe you, he would bring some clarity. He, yep, he would be more brown. Okay, he would have dark hair. He'd be more brown, more olive color, and some even believe that he may have been, uh, you know, a African. But here's the thing: if you had to choose between Jesus was African and Jesus was European. If you had to guess, just geographically, he'd be closer to African than he would to European, just geographically. In fact, guess where he escaped to when he was a baby, when he was under two years old, when Joseph and Mary went to escape from Israel. Guess where he escaped to? I, you, I have no idea. I'll tell you. He escaped to Egypt. So think about that. They were able to walk and 
go to Egypt when Herod, if you go read, you know, like Luke chapter uh, 2 and 3 and 4 or whatever, uh, and Matthew, go read the different accounts where Herod was, tr- maybe chapter 2, I can't remember, but where Herod was chasing down Jesus uh, and the three wise men uh, were, you know, coming to visit him. And Herod said, kill every baby boy that's two years or younger. His parents escaped to Egypt. Now, one last question before I have to let you go, and this is just for all of our learning, Jeff. It's not just to put you on the spot, but here you go. Egypt, what continent is Egypt on? may not know the answer to that question, but let me tell everybody. The continent that Egypt is on is Africa. So that gives you at least something to think about, sir. And I'm so glad that you hung out with me uh, today. So we can definitely say he escaped to Egypt. We can also say that Egypt was in on the continent of Africa. We can also say the Garden of Eden, because of the rivers that it talks about in Genesis, was all around Ethiopia. So, And then we have the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8. What am I saying? We're real close to dark, way far from light. And yet all the pictures, right? All the pictures are a European Jesus, and that's not true. It's a lie. So, hey, I got... Hi, I'm Patrick Fingles, owner of New Look Home Design. The definition of normal is conforming to a standard. Well, the standards for roofing companies have changed. What do customers need? You want to feel safe. New Look is offering both virtual and on-site roofing estimates, utilizing best practices by distancing and wearing protective gear. You worry about costs. We've dropped our pricing to the lowest possible point and created unique financing programs that allow you to pay for your roof when you're ready. Sometimes you could use a little extra help. We continue to give out $1,000 support vouchers to customers in need. At New Look, we only know one normal. To exceed customer expectations at all times, call 800-279-5300. That's 800 279-5300. 279-5300. NewLookHomeDesign.com. Just a normal roofing company, right? Now streaming on SalemNow.com is the brand new film, Selfie Dad. Selfie Dad, a funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis. When confronted with the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce. Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use promo code WAVA to save 20%. WAVA-FM is heard on HD Radio at 105.1 FM HD1 or on iHeart. Tune in and now on Radio.com. Insight for Living with Chuck Swindoll is heard weekday mornings at 6.30 on life-changing talk radio WAVA. I love golf. And I also stink at golf. I've tried it all. The lessons, the special swing contraptions, the neon brush tees, the funny hats, the putting all of my change in my left pocket. I like to say I just happen to have a high golf handicap. My friends would say I have a high talent disadvantage. Luckily, while I might be fighting some disadvantages on the golf course, at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're lucky to be able to serve listeners with a unique advantage. Our team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. 
which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. And for you, that can mean shorter turnaround times and often a lower rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money on a new home, refinance, or cash out refinance. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. Licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. The following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you? Welcome to the second half of the show. We're talking about Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. What's the difference? What's the distinction? Uh, do you kind of see them as the same or different? It's a friendly conversation, but it's a tough one, and we got to respect one another along the way. I really appreciated the conversation I just had with Jeff from Annapolis. Thank you, Jeff, for allowing me to ask you a few of those questions and, and getting us on the uh, sort of the same page. It is something to think about, isn't it? Uh, if Jesus were brown, if Jesus were black, would you still be able to worship him? Uh, and so, like you said, you know, you've seen all the pictures of him being a white European guy. So this really throws white folk off when they're like, oh, my goodness. What? You know, Jesus, Jesus wasn't a white European guy like all the pictures. And and uh, what about all of the uh, writers of the scriptures and, and the prophets and start looking at their locations and their olive uh, brown skin and so on and so forth. If you if we were to do accurate representation, what would that do for our psyche? But can you imagine what it does to your psyche then if you're a little white child and that's all you see that the savior, the Lord, the master is just like you. Wow. And so then what does that do to your psyche? And what does it do to your psyche when you look at people who are different than that? Right. My Lord, my Savior, my God, he reigns and he looks just like me. But you look different than me. What does that do to your psyche? Or what does it do to the psyche of the person who is brown or, or a- Asian or, or, or Hispanic? And they look up and they see from the time they're a child, Jesus is white, Jesus is white, Jesus is white. And then the people around me who are, who are, um, who are in charge, uh, they're white. And, and my, my teachers, uh, they're white. My coaches, uh, they're white. And so what does that do to your psyche? When the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that they're telling you about, that you need forgiveness of your sins, you know, they're all white. So what does that do to your psyche? Hmm, it's good, right, to think about these matters. And then you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But when you're praying to him, how do you picture him? Uh, do, do, you, do you picture him with, with uh, a straight hair? Do you, do you picture him with curly hair? I mean, you know, how do you picture him? So if your psyche is always seeing white as right, Can you imagine what that does to the psyche of the person who's white and also to the psyche of the person who's not? Hmm, Something to talk about. Real talk with Dr. David Anderson. Let's go to Robin. Robin's in Manassas, Virginia. Hi, Robin. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you today? Hey, Dr. Anderson. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging out with me, Miss Robin. What are you thinking? Um, Hey, I am. I did want to make a light comment just to talk about briefly next time. I have to, you have to bring me one of those or send me one of those cigars. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. We're talking about cigars. And somebody gave me one and I was like, wow, these are great. But, you know, we can't really talk about that on family radio. So, yeah. No, I know. But the funny thing is, no matter what your topic was today, I thought I'm going to call 
because I had the opportunity to watch an old movie late last night. And yeah. so because I wanted to share, I almost thought I lost you, but I had taken it off speaker. The importance of listening to the other callers, because I feel like I don't want to take that much time. But, you know, it's but you're valuable, too. I almost feel like, what's that? You're valuable, too. I want to hear from you. I called yesterday. Yeah. And that, you know, to put something into context, you mentioned what you mentioned about, you know, a Scandinavian person and all the pictures of right, Jesus. So right. I thought I'm going to give a quick, because I have three notes I want to put down, three quick points. And okay, go for it. I know that you have wonderful times when you talk to people, and I love the passion at the beginning. But I so humbly want to offer, yeah, I'm a white woman, and I, I'm Norwegian. I'm half Norwegian, half German. I'm a half-breed, like Sherry used to say, but I have had close friends most of my life who are African-American, Black, um, other races, mm-hmm. um, Indian, um, you know, Asian. I it worked for a Korean man. Um, my partner currently is a Black gentleman, and one of the most powerful things that I saw a couple nights ago, because I've been having to quarantine just recently, but okay. I have two essential jobs, and so I've been blessed to be able to go to work. Okay. I was able to see the one thing that I had never seen before was the talk that just came out, I guess, when uh, Dave Chappelle All right. had given some thought. People wanted him to talk, and he talked about the poignancy of the time, because that was his birth time. And then I, in the middle of that, I turned that off. It was on YouTube because okay. I don't have TV, but I listen to the radio all the gotcha. time. I only got like 30 seconds before the break, though. Oh, can you come back to, back to me after the break? Okay. I'm so sorry. See if you can hit your points. At least um, get one or two of them in. Yeah. Well, one point is, as a white person, I cried because I realized I haven't been able to see my partner and look him in the eye because I would cry because I can't make it better all by myself. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I do. I, I cried and cried, and I'll wait if you got to go. Or you nope. want me to give, me the, one other point? give me the second one. The music's coming soon. Give me that second point. Yeah. The second one is I'm going to challenge people to watch another movie. It's an old 1951 movie called The Well I watched last night, okay. coincidentally. And that man, 34 minutes into it, an older man talks, a black gentleman, about the rage and what happens in race wars and race riots. That right. everyone loses their mind and goes crazy. Even right. people who've known each other and loved each other. Yeah, yeah. All right, give me that third point. And, okay, and the third point was, because I was going to say, the movie that I watched last night, so well, if everybody, anybody could watch it, it's amazing. That was a coincidence, but God works in everything. The third point is, when they talk about an Ephesians, so as a context, mm-hmm. some of my first book reports in third and fourth grade were of, Harriet Tubman, Sojourner Truth, Martin Luther King, and Ralph Bunch, because I wasn't around a lot of black kids growing up, and right. I wanted to understand. Mm. But when they talk about the weapons that we put on, the salvation of um, the helmet and the, uh, the breastplate of truth, right. the sword being in the Bible, and your faith is the shield, I have realized, because of some of the sermons recently, that the battle, those are just the tools to get ready, but the battle is in prayer. There you and go. as I am a white person, if I can't make it right all by myself, and that is awful, a good, awful, awful. That is a good point. Awful. Hey, listen, I'm going to drop you right there. You got them in. You did well. You did better probably than you thought you were going to do. Good job. I'll be right back.
Does your church have legal challenges? McCullum & Associates has experience with pastor church relations, administration and organizational issues, church liability and risk management, and real estate matters. This firm understands the legal aspects of the problems, as well as the spiritual implications of those same problems inside and outside the court. Call McCullum & Associates today at 301 864 6070. That's 301 864 6070. Hello, this is Andrew Altman, founder of Best Buy Waterproofing. There's been a lot of rain here in the Maryland, Virginia area over the past two months, and there's more rain in the forecast. If you have issues in your home with basement moisture, mold and mildew, a crack in your wall, and water leaking into your home, I have a solution for you. My company, Best Buy Waterproofing, can fix your issue forever. We will give you a dry basement and get rid of the mold and mildew, moisture, and any any issues related to water around the foundation of your home. Our work comes with a lifetime guarantee, and we are highly rated with the Better Business Bureau. Also know, during this unusual time, my team is fully functional and able to serve you with the highest level of safety for you and your family. Many hundreds of families have been served by Best Buy Waterproofing here in the Maryland and Virginia area. Let us help you, too. Go to BestBuyWaterproofing.com or call us directly 24 hours a day, 844 when asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Didiluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Hailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188. Want more Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson? You can now catch Dr. Anderson's half-hour radio highlight show on Saturdays at 7 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1. You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, Saturday, 7 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Welcome to Tough Topic Tuesday. Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. What's the difference, the distinction? Is it the same thing? What do you think? Love to hear from you. 888-43-BRIDGE. And you already heard the commercial, Best Buy Waterproof, and they're giving great deals for you. So if you've got the water in your basement, don't call anybody else. Call them. You want some restoration done or you want a new roof or anything done in your house, they can do it. BestBuyWaterproofing.com. Make sure you tell them I sent you. If you want to call them, their number is 844-980-3707. All right, let's go to, let's see, Paula, who is in Silver Spring, Maryland. Hi, Miss Paula. It's Dr. David Anderson here. How are you doing today? Hi, Dr. 
Dr. Anderson. How are you today? I'm great. I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging on. What are you thinking? Well, first of all, I want to say that God has created everybody um, and wonderfully and uniquely made, and that's why all lives matter. But the topic and the highlight of today is why is there a difference in black lives matter? There's a difference because there's inequality. There's police brutality at its best. And I am a baby boomer uh, back in the day when Dr. Martin Luther King, you know, Alabama Avenue, uh, Mm -hmm. they burned down D.C. I remember walking to school. And to me, life has gotten worse. Hmm. And so um, I just want to say that, you know, it's a time for everybody. You know, the power of prayer is critical in this. Yes, ma'am. We must unify. We must ignite with fire for God. Not just prayer, but action-oriented. We Hmm. have so many leaders and powerful minds, black, white, Japanese, all all types of, of folks that can unite to win this war. This has yes. been a war, um, inequality war, for years and years and years. And mm-hmm. we are angry. As a black uh, woman, I've been discriminated, you know, when I was a little girl and, you know, even as an adult. But thank God for Jesus. Yes. You're able to get yourself together and collect yourself. But the constant inequality um, that's happening now, I have a, a a black adult child, a male child, okay. and I just hold my breath every time. He, we already got it. He knows what the the protocol is, right? And um, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, I talked to him before he started driving, you know. And uh, we want the best schools. Just because you're in the white schools doesn't mean it's always the best treatment. But you, that's yeah. why black parents, you know, it stems. And I'm an educator, by the way, and it stems from the unequal level playing field that we are leaving throughout, not just now, right. education, And this is the time, isn't it, Ms. Paula? Yes. This is the and time. It's a pyramid thing. So, it's, just, and it's just unequal. Yeah, so and, we pray uh, that God would. change his mindset. Yeah, we pray that God would use this time to make some structural changes that are long overdue. Thank you for all that you endured as well all those years. Okay, Ms. Paula? Yes. God bless you. Thanks for calling me today. Okay, thank you. All right, take Bye-bye. care now. I'm going all over to Leesburg, Virginia. That's where I'm going to go. Let's talk to Karen, who's on the line. Hi, Miss Karen. This is Dr. Hi. Anderson. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging out with me. What are you thinking? So, I, so I, one, I'm a first-time caller, and I'm a first-time listener. Oh, wow. So, I love it. Yes. Yes, so what I made you what made you call? Because I was I was truthfully I was looking for another station. <laughs> I've never been on your station, and then you started talking to the previous gentleman <laughs> about uh, Jesus, and uh-huh. then I pulled over and I said I'm gonna call him. Wow! Because <laughs> I got something to talk about. Wow! <laughs> so I'm I so glad. That's like. You. That's like a divine appointment then. You even pulled over. That makes me happy. Listen, I pulled I had to pull over just to Google your phone number <laughs> because I was waiting for you to repeat it. Oh. It's repeat it. But it's okay. 888-432-7434. <laughs> it's, all, look, it's already saved in my contact. But I listen, love it. I need your help because okay. 
Okay. So full disclosure, I have. Uh, so my husband, <laughs> my husband is in law enforcement, African American male. I have two boys, okay. African American males, grown and gone. Um, so, and, I, and this also comes on the heels of what the responsibility is for law enforcement. Right. So. Um, so your husband's blue and black. He's blue and black. Mm-hmm. He's blue and black. But it's interesting because I'm on the opposite side and he's on the other side. So some of our law enforcement friends felt, feels a little bit like what you said. You know, if you tackle the police officer, you take his taser uh-huh. and you run and shoot, running, shoot and run from, you're shooting while you're running behind, uh, you, unfortunately, it's not going to end well. No, it's not. So. It's, it's not going to end well. And in any situation, it's not going to end well. And I it just came off of a segment that I watched with another police officer that was out of D.C., and he was saying that in law enforcement officers, they are trained that it, that you're always carrying a weapon, whether it's a gun or a taser, right. and that if somebody takes your taser, that is to, that is to disable or disarm, or what's the word, um, disarm the police officer. So if he takes your taser, he will likely take your gun and kill you. Okay. So I, t- I took in the, I took the position that if this gentleman took a took his, this man's taser, and he was running and shooting at, at behind, shooting at this officer behind. The natural cause, the reaction is for this police officer to shoot. Um, in to, the back. To, 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 what they hold on to to uh, what's, what's the word they use to eliminate the threat. Right. Was eliminate the threat. You shoot him and then they shot him in the back twice. No, I know, I know, I know, but I, this is just what's the argument. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see, I uh, see. I'm coming to your house. You're talking about, <laughs> you're talking about eliminating the threat. Right. The threat of this guy with a taser that could shoot me and then yeah. come back, take my gun, and kill me in the street. Right, okay. So, anyway, so the long the long story short of it is that um, it's interesting because there's a divide between people in my family who are law enforcement officers right. and then those that are not. Right. And the, the, the million-dollar question was, Give it to me. Well, what was the officer supposed to do, right? Now, he's trained to know that he's trained not to shoot anybody in the back when he's getting fired at with a taser. And he's supposed to know it's non-lethal and all this other bunch of stuff, but it's a, it's a split second decision right so i'm just you know it's 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 a dicey situation because like i told my husband if somebody attacks me and i got a gun on me trust and believe i'm going for the kill i don't care right. in the back in the front and i'll deal with the murder charge later but you know what what was the officer supposed to do so we've been kind of wrestling with this matter for the last gotcha. few days uh, um and hi karen look it's kind of like I wish I could talk longer, but I got this commercial break, so I'm going to have to let you go. I'll give you my two cents on it, though, as soon as I get back uh, from the break. Thanks for being a first-time caller, listener. Call me again, and you better better lock in this station every day from 3 to 4, all right? (laughs) Okay, got it. All right, be good. Blessings. Hey, it's Norm over at A-Action Home Services. I just wanted to let you know that we have our courteous heating and air conditioning technicians standing by, ready to keep your home cool during these sweltering summer months. We repair all brands, and we offer high-efficiency air conditioners as well as heat pumps with up to 10-year warranties and special financing. Give us a call today at 703-922-1900. That's 703-922-1900. A-Action Home Services. 
Don Crow here for WAVA and Save the Children. I want to thank you for your help in providing desperately needed food for children right here in the United States who need the daily meals they would ordinarily receive at school and in summer programs, but all of which have been canceled due to COVID-19. Now, our goal is to provide $33,600 toward that need, and it's your gifts that are making the difference. A $1,000 gift will provide breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a child for the entire summer. $300 will do that for a child for a month. And obviously, anything you can give is going to help us make sure these children get the food they need, food that ordinarily they would be receiving but aren't able to receive right now due to the pandemic. So would you call 888-884-4836 with your most generous gift right now? That's 888-884-4836, 888-884-4836. Or you can give online at WAVA.com. Keyword children. As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is a central theme of the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place. The film about Corrie ten Boom and her secret army of teenagers' heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II. Corey's story was made famous by her book and the original movie produced by the Billy Graham Association. Now, 45 years later, comes Return to the Hiding Place, the untold, behind-the-scenes, true story of Corey's secret army of student-teenagers' efforts to rescue Jewish people. Told by Hans Poli, one of Corey's teens in the resistance, Return to the Hiding Place is an action-packed film of the Dutch underground's true, breathtaking rescue of an entire orphanage of Jewish children. Return to the Hiding Place, starring John Reese davies Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with promo code WAVA. Due to historical content, might not be suitable for younger audiences. In the 2016 race for president, Donald Trump was not the first choice for many Christian voters. His personal history made it unimaginable that he would defend Christian values as president, or so we thought. In his new book, Forgotten Country, The Christian Case for Trump, Dr. Ralph Reed shows that President Trump has kept his promises and been the most effective presidential defender of religious liberty and the pro-life cause since Reagan. It's required reading in 2020. Forgotten Country, the new book by Ralph Reed, available wherever books are sold. The following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. What a show we have had. We're going to have to carry this on another time. But let me give you my two cents uh, for Karen. It's a tough situation between the black and the blue. What are you supposed to do if you were in that situation? We we could ask the question. You can ask your family members if that uh, drunk man who was sleeping in his car if he was white, how do you think that would have turned out? Do you think they still would have arrested him? Remember, they talked for uh, over 20 or 40 minutes. They were talking. He said, I could have my sister come get me. I can walk home, all of that. It seemed like everything was uh, was cool. He didn't have a weapon on him, anything like that. So what do you do? Do you just let him You let him go? Can he just go walk home? Uh, do you drive him home? Um, but how does it end up that, that he's dead? Well, he resisted uh, arrest. And that's, that is the, the double uh issue for 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 black males uh do 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 you fight back or do you not fight back if you fight back uh you're going to be dead if you don't fight back uh, 
you may be dead. <laughs> so what do you like? What do you do there? So again, I'm not justifying this guy should should have just gone down, let him handcuff him, and just pray. You know, pray that he's not another George uh, Floyd. But in this environment, don't you think those police officers could have thought, man, in this environment, this is not the time to chase the dude down. How what would have happened if you would have just let him go? Hmm. Again, I'm you know I'm a mercy grace guy, but still. Uh, I just hate the fact that either way he ended up dead and you're shooting out there with people waiting in line to go to Wendy's. I mean, where did that third bullet go if he got hit twice in the back? Where did the other bullet go? If you hit a baby in the back of a seat, what do you what do you do with that? I mean, is it really worth it? So, again, if this guy was a, a murderer, maybe. But check it out. Dylan Roof was a murderer. Splattered nine lives across the pews of a church. And what did they do? They took him to Burger King. Mm. There's a problem. 888-432-7434. Let's see if I can get in just one more phone call. I've got Ross on the line. Hey, Ross, you're in Silver Spring, Maryland. I've got about a minute with you. How you doing, friend? Yes, sir. Uh, and I've called you, I think this is my third call. Welcome. Real quick, a pastor from Jamaica called me. We were talking about Jesus. What did he look like? What did the Jews look like? Mm-hmm. Turn to Acts 21, verse 38, when Paul is facing arrest. Then are you not the Egyptian who before these days caused a riot? Well, if Paul could be mistaken for an Egyptian, the Egyptians are pretty dark, yes? Mm-hmm, they can be, yeah. The population of Jerusalem at that time, eh, Jesus was, I mean, I never believed Jesus was white. <laughs> right, right, my right. Father attended, my father is Russian. He, had, he left the Russian Orthodox Church and attended black storefront churches in Chicago. And my mother was raised by an Apache au pair in Arizona, so I'm an unusual kind of white person. <laughs> uh, number two, God is operating in history. You'll get this. Remember the Gibeonites? We got some broken treaties that I right. had to be dealt with. That's all I got right. to say. Oh, Lord no, that's, that's good. Thank you so much, Ross. Okay. And thank, and thank yeah. all of you for hanging out with me today. Uh, let me pray us out because it is time to go. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the opportunity to have these conversations. Uh, be with my other callers who didn't get through today, Lord. May they be able to get through on uh, other days. And uh, may your spirit get through to us that we might uh, be followers of Christ united in the spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Father, help your children. Hey, action.